0: The heart, one of the most important parts of the human body. So important, there is no life without it. And if we think about the heart of a city, it works exactly the same. So today, we're going to talk about El Corazón, the heart of Holyoke. This is Radioplasma. A space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at Radioplasma.com Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Welcome to Radio Plasma. I'm Johan Vega, producer and host, and we are doing this session from the Center for Design Engagement in Dwight Street in Holyoke, Massachusetts. And I'm so happy and glad to be here in presence of both of its directors and also the heart of this project, El Corazón, that is about to get started on... March 22nd, and the reason for it today is to talk about everything behind El Corazón. I want to thank Joseph Kuczynski and Karim Browse.
1: Thanks, Johan. It's very exciting to kick this off with you.
0: So if we can get started pretty quick about the place that where we are right now, the Center for Design Engagement, if you can give a pretty quick definition of what has been going on in this place for several years already and how this leads to our current project, El Corazón?
2: Okay, well, the, the Center for Design Engagement is a, a nonprofit art and design resource center. And um, we focus on creating um, art, design, uh, and community engagement projects that focus on the built environment. So, uh, whether it's... Uh, kind of mural project or a public installation or anything that has impacts uh, within a community and uh, that the community can contribute to is kind of the core of what we do here at the Center for Design Engagement.
1: So we have a lot of different activities here. Sometimes we're we're working here with students, students from the community, students from UMass and the five colleges. Sometimes uh, it's a space for community meetings and sharing of, of arts and culture. Sometimes it's a place for organizing. We've had exhibits and poetry readings and uh, uh, some theater even, and maybe some music occasionally. I, I've had limbes here. I've uh, had all different activities, some silk screening so poetry, there's there's a lot of exciting things that happen here.
0: Both are professors at the University of Massachusetts in Amherst and also architects, and in this case, also the core of organizing El Corazón. And this is a project that has been on the preparations for several years, and finally we are going to start to see El Corazón, to beat its heart out.
2: <laughs> that, that is so true, that is so true, yes. I mean, the, the project has been uh, in gestation for, for many, many years, and I think that, uh, you know, here at the Center for Design Engagement, it's the projects that were the precursor to this project. So the project that uh, Karen and I first worked on when, when we first moved the studio, which was originally in Amherst, to Holyoke, the first project that we worked on was the Arrivals Project, which is uh, on Moshe Street uh, underpass. And that project was a call for public art that uh, really the only criteria was that it had lights in it <laughs> and uh, to provide lighting at an underpass that uh, that could be particularly dark. and um, I think uh, Marcus Moretto, who's the the city planner here, had a brilliant idea to, instead of installing just the typical lights that you would install in the underpass, to kind of create a public art piece that includes lighting.
1: Right, And the way we worked on that project was you know, really had several stages. So the first stage was we ran around and we used the theme of arrivals because it was right next to and and underneath the historic train station. And We thought that arriving, arriving in Holyoke, Um, that this was a theme that cut across many different people's experiences from uh, the immigrants who came here a long time ago to the people who arrived here last week. So we went all around the city. We went to the Senior Center. We went to City Hall. uh, We went to festivals and some of the churches, uh, the synagogue. um, And we talked to people about their arrival story, whether they were born here or whether they arrived uh, by car, by train, by bus, by foot. First of all, what was their experience of arriving? Or what is their experience right now each time they re-arrive in Holyoke? And they told us their stories. And we noticed that there were themes that cut across um, many different people's experience, which we included as text in the project. Um, it was really the first project, I believe, here in Holyoke that, had, that was bilingual. So if people were originally telling us their stories in Spanish, we put it in Spanish, and we also included it in English. And if people were telling us their stories in English, we also included it in Spanish. So uh, you know, people from all over the neighborhood could come and see a story that resonated with them.
2: I think that, that was an important project because at the time, it's a project, when we think about public art and we think about who is represented in public art, you know, that um, that project happened right after the uh, controversy with the Holyoke mural, the license plate mural that David Flores had done. And uh, which I think that really kind of put a fissure within the community about who was represented in public spaces and who was represented through public art. And I think Karen and I really were thoughtful about trying to make, in mean, some ways I would say, a project that heals. Because one of the things that we wanted to do is, is uh, make a project where the stories that were told could be interchangeable almost like when we think about arrival and we think about migration and immigration issues that the stories are very very similar whether you came in the 1920s as part of you know the kind of Irish or French Canadian migration or if you came in the 1990s as part of the continuing Puerto Rican migration that that is you know in the last you know, thirty years has been an important part of uh, Holyoke's uh, population growth. So I think we wanted to find a way in which we could uh, create a public art piece that was that was truly inclusive, right? That was really someone, uh, some something that could include the voices of the community that's here now, which is pre- uh, predominantly a Puerto Rican community, but also uh, connect even that current community to the histories of migration and immigration that are in- incredibly important to Holyoke.
0: And it's important to bring the relevance of these iterations because that created the way for what we have now as El Corazón as the next step into creating these projects that talk about representation, that talk about presence, that talk about heritage, but at the same time the future of what the city of Holyoke can become with the inclusion of everyone living in it.
2: Uh, that, that's very true. And I think that, you know, in, in some ways, the next project that we did was also part of the trajectory of Corazon. Like, we, we talk about the, the birthing process of it, and, you know, the 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 project that uh, of Holyoke Visible was a project that followed, and that was a project that um, I did with uh, Max Page, another colleague from UMass, uh, who's a kind of urban historian. And uh, that that project really also grew out of lots of conversations with community partners about... Uh, we were going to do this project. It was about enhancing or catalyzing empty spaces within the city. And one of the things that came out of those conversations, what folks were saying, there's a lot of really amazing things already happening here in Holyoke. How do we make them visible? So the name for the, of the project came out of that conversation about making things Holyoke, Holyoke visible. And also, also, it was a name that worked both in English and Spanish. And, and, and uh, Holyoke uh, visible. Vis- vis- how do you say uh, visible? Visible and uh, and you know so my my, my Spanish is always uh, even as someone who's who's half Puerto Rican and half Polish my Spanish is always terrible it's just as bad as my Polish so and only and unfortunately I have only English available to me <laughs> but that that project was something that um, also began to uh, address the ideas of, of representation in public space because the, the whole Visible trailer was something that was made that included three hundred pieces that uh, were the surface for the trailer that were painted individually by folks and again we did sessions uh, public art sessions or public uh, engagement sessions where people could paint their, their, their the slat that became the outside and then when the when the trailer moved from place to place we had events that were uh, you know connected to themes that came out of, out of our conversation so we had a theme of food one of language, which had a a bilingual poetry reading, and one of culture, which had a lot to do with with Puerto Rican culture uh, uh, today in in Holyoke. So I think that was another project that that began to build towards El Corazon.
1: Well, I think particularly one aspect of that project was this idea of the community physically contributing, so that if in the arrivals project people were contributing their stories, when you got to the Holyoke Visible trailer and, and the events, people were contributing their talents, their interests, their passions, but also then everybody who could come to the event could contribute by painting on a slat, which then together created this, this hole, that everybody's hand was part of the larger piece. And I think that that was really been one of the guiding principles as we've been framing the next project, the Corazon project, that's been a, a kind of guiding ethos for how we're going to proceed with the different projects that are going to make up the Corazon.
0: And the way it is presented, El Corazon is a creative place-making project for Main Street given the fact that Main Street crosses through what is now identified as the Puerto Rican Cultural District, it requires attention and love and making it look a Main Street that represents a cultural, multicultural community. And this is what El Corazón is all about.
2: Absolutely. I think, you know, so... Um you know, in, in describing it, we we're calling it a placemaking project. And maybe just to describe placemaking a little bit, it's, it's this idea that it, it's pretty much in, in, within the words of place and making. But uh, we also, it's not about um, remaking a place or kind of uh, uh, putting a new vision over a place. I think creative placemaking that, uh, that works best uh, draws from the communities that are there. I mean, actually, and you know, I think there's a lot of discussion and debate within uh, folks that are doing creative placemaking about uh, its implications. Because there are some creative placemaking projects that do not pay as much attention to the existing communities and look to overlay a new vision, a new idea. And those are projects that you know, uh, we're aware of the, the possibilities uh, of catalyzing uh, like gentrification and displacement that creative placemaking can also produce. So I do think when we when we talk about representation, when we talk about how we can uh, assure that the community plays a role in the creative placemaking, and I mean there's a there's a new uh, way of talking about it in terms of uh, uh, creative uh, place keeping, right? Because it's it's a also it's about how to restore and keep the nature of the place that, that that is there. So it's one of the things that's really important to us as we begin to look at. El Corazón project within a creative place-making framework. So, in
0: concrete, if we were to explain now what El Corazón is as a project, how will we put it in the most <laughs> simplified way? Because it's such an ambitious and amazing idea that it's just the progressive growth that started with arrivals, it expanded with Holyoke Visible, mm-hmm. with having... Not one, but three events that involve a lot of uh, community engagement and tangible, tangible elements of that representation. And now this is expanding the whole main street of the city.
1: So El Corazon, as we're currently um, imagining it, is it was really uh, grew out of a those prior projects which enabled us to apply for a national endowment for the arts grant. And that grant, which was an Our Town grant, supported a master planning process. So it's a master plan for artwork. The idea is not that it would happen all at once, but that we would identify spaces, elements, where. Um, arts could grow organically, and that when there were funding opportunities, infrastructural opportunities, that those would add up to a larger whole rather than being done in a piecemeal way. So um, the larger project as a whole goes from the 391 underpass all the way up Main Street. Currently, we're envisioning it through uh, the electrical towers at Lyman Street, but we can also imagine that it would turn the corner there and continue on to the bridge. Um, For right now, we're focusing on a number of sites, including the two electrical towers that bookend that area of Main Street, which Holyoke Gas and Electric is uh, working with us, that they will become not just uh, decommissioned electrical towers, but sort of gateways to the district, Uh, towers that will go from being... um, Uh, functioning electrical towers to um, signifying things both about the history of this area of Holyoke, but also about the future. So they're going to become artworks. They'll be painted. They'll be lit. We're hoping to be able to wrap them in imagery and connecting that will be the spine of Main Street. One of the first things that we're going to do is put banners up on light posts along that section of Main Street so that anybody coming in past the towers and driving along Main Street or walking along Main Street would immediately understand that they're in a special place, that they're in the Puerto Rican cultural area, and it will be very visible to them where they are.
2: Yeah, I think you know one of the you know especially the towers we're very excited about uh, and as well as the banners. But the towers, this idea of making gateways. I mean, I think um, you know if we think about uh, Chicago and Humboldt Park and the uh, Paseo Boricua there and the giant flags that go over the streets, you know, we, we didn't want to replicate exactly that. But I think we this is an opportunity to you know using the towers, the kind of existing infrastructure that was there. And, and reinventing it, and you know, recreating it. I, and again, I have to uh, have to thank Marcos Madero as, as well. Again, you know, as I think as a city planner for Holyoke, uh, he's he's made some really um, impactful decisions. That you know, because the towers originally, Holyoke Gas and Electric wanted to knock them down because they were being decommissioned. There was no need for them. And and Marcos says, no, wait, wait, wait. You know, because he knew we were working on the Corazon project, and said. What can we do with these? And then you know, and then he showed them to us, and we said, "Wow, this is this is something that we can definitely work with, and that can become a real uh, icon and marker within the city." And they were perfectly aligned with the the, the, the project area because you know, there are two of them right by 391, and there's two of them by Lyman Street, which is the the area that we were uh, working with. And to to think of them becoming these kind of uh, Powerful markers for the community and a catalyst for all the work to come is something that was really exciting.
0: And talking about catalysts, the the analogy that I see being electrical towers and the connection with Holyoke being a self sufficient city generating its own electricity thanks to the canal system. So it, it's all connected: the history, the resources, the current resources being still utilized and how something that it may be seem no longer useful still is.
1: And then the exciting thing about having a master plan in place is that those are the, we've described the gateways and then this kind of spine of Main Street that will have banners, but we've identified a, through, we've had an advisory board meeting, group meeting for the last, I believe, two years representing community groups, nonprofits, you know, um, community-based organizations, different artists in the city who've been coming, and we've been talking with them for about two years about different sites along the way that have the potential for artwork. So some of those artworks might be small, they might be murals, some might be larger, they could be installations. Uh, We have identified a place for a pavilion. That along this spine, there are opportunities in the coming decade, really, to cite different artworks. And the way that we're imagining it is that the artworks would have, like the Holyoke Visible Project, opportunities for engagement, for participation, for events that would lead to and be, you know, a part of this making of artwork together.
2: I think, you know, it, in some ways I think it's it's an ambitious project because I think, um, you know, when a lot of time when we talk to folks about projects like this, they'll They'll point us towards other cities that are doing mural projects, you know, and and I think you know murals are definitely going to be a big part of El Corazon, but they are not the only part, and I think that's the thing where we are trying to develop a kind of unique vision for Holyoke here. That well murals are one way that a, a city can kind of uh, you know create public art works within within their cities. Uh, we're also interested in installations. We're also interested in projects that might involve projection and lighting interested in projects that might be temporary in nature, but that the thread that goes through all of them is that how do they reflect the Puerto Rican cultural district, how, how do they affect Puerto Rican and Latinx communities that have created their life here in Holyoke and uh, and then you know have that be part of the kind of artistic and cultural vitality that someone can f- visibly see. <laughs> As you begin to travel through, you know, to drive through Main Street or walk through Main Street, and then as that happens, and you know over a long period of time, what are the implications of that? What, are, how can that be catalytic for economic development? How can that be, you know, so that we begin to see uh, more stores that pop up that are reflective of the Puerto Rican community, or stores that pop up that are just kind of now because this becomes a more vibrant Main Street. So I, I think that's, so we're excited about those possibilities. I, and it's daunting as well, right? Because I think there we, we have high hopes for the project. But I also think we're, we feel like an incremental approach is a good approach here. So if we can you know, get some of the first things that we're trying to do with our fundraising through patronosity, is you know, fund some of the things that are going to have big impacts. The banners that will go down the entire street, uh, the towers, which will have an enormous visual impact on the street. And have those be the kind of first projects that then can catalyze the many, over 30 sites that we've identified along Main Street for public art projects to come.
0: In order to make this possible, and as you were mentioning, Joseph, is an ambitious project and it requires funding. And that's the reason why the event on March 22nd will start this fundraising campaign. So people in the city and outside the city, of course, can support El Corazón and also get involved, get to know what is behind this initiative and to continue contributing with ideas because these installations and this temporary and pop-up stores, activities, events, anything that involves community engagement is part of El Corazón. So let's get into the details of March 22nd.
2: Okay, so our, our launch event, which uh, coincides with the uh, Patronocity website opening up so that the website for funding the project will open actually the day before on March 21st. But on March 22nd, we're going to debut a video that was produced uh, to, for the fundraising that describes a lot of the intentions of the project. But it's also just going to be a party so you know it starts at 5:30 uh, on friday march 22nd and goes to 7:30 30 and, and longer if people want to hang out and you know we want to it's it's meant to be very festive we have a dj there'll be uh food uh free food a cash bar and you know just uh we have some activities that are planned so uh carlos pena who is a the silk queen artist is going to be doing some uh Uh, bags, tote bags, with the El Corazon logo on it, and then uh, Katie Katie Moonen from Artesana is going to be doing a workshop to kind of create a plant holder that's made out of fabric, and Artesana is a great community-based entrepreneurial project here on Dwight Street with my my neighbor neighbor here right at uh, at CDE. I'm also going to have some opportunities for anyone, but particularly young people, to uh, imagine what the banners might look like on Main Street. So we'll have markers and pens and an opportunity for for anyone, you know, kids of any age to explore and experiment uh, visually what what the banners might look like.
1: And our hope that while the event is really a kickoff for fundraising, it's also just a kickoff for the project for the anybody in the community to come and participate and be making things together with us, be celebrating together the project because we're really seeing that all the parts of the project will always have this kind of making and sharing aspect to it. So, um, really, as we as we start this kernel of you know artistic creation of having people involved of people sharing their ideas and, and they're making with us as part of how the project will continue. So it, it kicks off this Friday, March 22nd. We should say that Patronicity is a kind of crowdfunding arm for mass development. So mass development is the funder, and this is, if you go to the Patronicity website starting, I believe, Thursday night, you can type in Heart of Holyoke and you'll get to the Patronicity uh, fundraising page for this project. The project Fundraising will go on for 60 days at that Patronicity site, and if we're successful at raising $20,000, then mass development will match that with $20,000, and so we'll have $40,000 to kick off this project.
0: And this is where the support from the community becomes so important, and not necessarily talking about everybody has to contribute with funding. Of course, any amount is always welcome and well appreciated. But at the same time, it is an invitation for people to get involved with ideas and possibly get excited about this with friends, family, community members that can be benefited for El Corazon pumping blood and life and color and joy and festivity into the main street of Holyoke. So that's the purpose of this event on March 22nd. It's an event free for everybody. Everybody is welcome. So everybody can get to know and learn about El Corazón. And of course, if it is possible to make a contribution for this fundraising, 60 days to raise $20,000 that will be paired by mass development, it will make such an impact to have El Corazón as a reality. How do you feel, Joseph, Karen, being at this point where after so much planning and now we are about to get started with this campaign of fundraising
2: for El Corazon? First of all, well, my first answer is I feel tired.
1: <laughs>
2: so that's uh, and and in some ways, you know, it is it is both an ending and a beginning. You know, because I think it's uh, you know, we are uh, wrapping up our the kind of visioning part of it. And now as we move to its implementation, and as, and as Karen noted, it's something that will take maybe 10 years to kind of fully realize. But how do we do it incrementally? How do we do it uh, thoughtfully? How do we do it intentionally? You know, And I think that the, the aspect of community involvement is always a, a critical part of it. I, I, I really appreciate the way that you talked about contributions. Because contributions to this project are of course monetary. People can give money for the project through the Patreon website. But for me, the more important contribution is the involvement, is the kind of community involvement, is the, you know coming to events, participating in you know kind of art making activities that are central to the vision of Corazon. It's not meant to be something like we're just gonna do a bunch of things. It is about how people become involved in it. And uh, just as we've demonstrated, I think, with the Arrivals Project and the Holyoke Visible Project, there are ways in which people can become involved in the project. And, and over time, how we can then you know, build uh, more connections and more community connections. So for instance, uh, the, one of the projects that's part of the Kodoson Project, but we're looking for funding from it from other sources, is with Providence Ministries and a, fence that, uh, a project they want to do around a fence that surrounds their property called the Dignity Fence, which is about bringing folks together from the South Holyoke Neighborhood Association and folks that are served, served by Providence Ministries and, and uh, their building on Hamilton Street and, and find ways in which, through that interaction, through that collaboration, and through those contributions of the folks that are both living in the community and work uh, and are served by Providence Ministry. An artwork can grow and be created. So, so it's one small example that over over the next couple of years, we want to hope to continue to to build these possibilities and these collaborative and creative activities that involve communities and artists and and uh, as many people as possible.
1: One thing I wanted to bring up is that actually in the framing and the visioning of this project over the last year is that there was a community survey where People went door-to-door asking the residents, particularly of South Holyoke and the Flats, uh, what what they loved about their neighborhood. If somebody came to visit them, what they would go show them. And particularly they asked, you know, what makes this area a Puerto Rican neighborhood? And what are some more ways to make the neighborhood feel even more Puerto Rican? So some of the ideas that came up and some of the ways that we're visioning this project is that people said they really, the most thing that they wanted to see was more visual arts. And then the second most thing they wanted was more events, more activities that were you know, highlighting Puerto Rican culture and more performative art, more performances. The things that they said specifically that they wanted to see aspects of Puerto Rican culture that they'd like to see highlighted through the visual arts, through the performing arts, was more history, uh, local history, and also history of the Puerto Rican diaspora as well as music and theater, literature and poetry. So these are all things that are coming together and informing uh, this these ideas, these contributions are ways that are informing the direction of the project. So really when we talk about contributions, we're hoping that everybody who comes to the events, who participates, will share, you know, specifics. What about Puerto Rican culture? What about music or art or, or theater or literature would they like to see? And I think that these inflections will move the project forward over time.
0: So definitely there is a lot of material to work on and to develop as El Corazon is being put together, first with this fundraiser, and then once the funds are acquired, working on creating those projects and And that, again, will have the involvement of the community so they can enjoy the process of making it happen and seeing it done and enjoy it once it's finished. So that way is a celebration of every little step of the process. So the invitation is open for everybody to join us this Friday, March 22nd. And this will be at El Mercado, 413 Main Street, Holyoke, Massachusetts to celebrate the kickstarting of El Corazon, the heart of Holyoke, and its fundraising. This is an event that is free for everybody, everybody's welcome, and all sort of contributions as well will be very well appreciated.
2: Anything else that you would like to add, yourself, uh, Karen?
1: We're just so excited for everybody to come in and be part of it, and thank you so much for having us.
2: I know, and, I, and I just you know I've been wanting to be on Radio Plasma for such a long time, and I feel like a like a rock star now that I can put on my my resume, you know. Like you you're like you're like the Terry Gross of Holyoke, you know. So, so I, I I just totally appreciate you know being here and, and, uh, and, and having this opportunity to talk to you.
0: And just to to make worth that um, that experience, Joseph. This is actually our very first session utilizing our new portable digital studio so i'm so glad that it is here and is here with you so with this we conclude our conversation with joseph Krypsinski and karen Browse here at the center for design engagement talking about el corazón the heart of holyoke and all the information on how to contribute and how to help and also to attend this event on March 22nd is available in the posting of this session on radioplasma.com. Thank you very much, Karen. Thank Thank you, Joseph.
1: Thank you. Thank you. you.
0: With this, we conclude this session that has been recorded here at the Center for Design Engagement in Holyoke, Mass. I'm your producer and host, Johan Vega. Thank you for listening.